and welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I'm your host, Brandon Greenhouse, as always, joined by my co-host, Jane willow hammer and we're mm -hmm. about to get into the movie for this week but before we do we want to take a moment to let everybody out there know who's been curious who's been blowing up my dms how can i get a hold of you you know where are you going to be at tomorrow i saw you at whole foods like things like that if you want mm -hmm. to get a hold of us in you know a capacity that isn't startling then you you know you can go through the normal channels like everybody else you can find us on instagram you can even find us on facebook both cases we're going to be found at movies we missed Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's where we are. That's where we hear that the money resides. We haven't found any, but we hear it's all it's all there. Yeah. If you find some, we'd love to have access. to. I know it's there's sure. money there and there's always money in the banana stand, but I don't mm -hmm. know about anywhere else. So, yeah, I, we're I looking. to be fair, I've not seen it in our DMs. Um, I haven't seen it either. And but if people I mean, want to just send us money directly to our DMs, we will take that. Uh, I mean, I have no qualms about that. I would, I would love that because, <laughs> like Lisa Stansfield said, I've been around the world and I, I, I can't <laughs> find a coin. Mm. You know. So, mm -hmm. um, Jane, how are you doing this week, though? I'm good. You know, I'm. I love that we are sliding into week two of Nicolas Cage week. Nick, Nicholas Cage weeks, you know. Nicky Cage. Nicky Cage has been a great. It's been great to spend time with him and just thinking about him, you know. And it's and yeah. His to be in constant wigs. thought with him with his mm -hmm. weaves, um, has mm -hmm. been a lot of fun. And um, to once again be acquainted with why he is considered by many to be the greatest actor um, in all of the world. Has he ever been nominated for an Oscar? He like, won an Oscar. Oh, for adaptation, isn't it? No, no, no. He won an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas in like '94, oh, really? I think. No, I never was... saw. I never saw Leaving Las Vegas because the only thing I've ever heard about that movie is that it's the saddest movie of all time, and all you do is cry. Um, I think that's pretty. Yeah, he won in '95. Wow. Okay. So was he? I know. I for adaptation because I believe I... so. I always forget. Okay. I always forget that. Um... But he has an Oscar, always. Um, <laughs> I and this was a post Oscar performance. Um, <laughs> wait, which one? What Wicker Man? Wicker Man was a post. Yeah, Oscar this came. Uh, this came up sort of like on the heels of uh, <laughs> of that work. This was a this was an interesting period, I would say, in the life. Well, actually, of, both um, our Nikki. movies last last week, Con Air was a post Oscar performance as well. Do you think that like he got the Oscar and then he was like? I don't need to worry anymore. I'm just going to do what I have fun doing. Um, I don't know if he was ever like, I don't know if he was ever going. I, I don't know if he took leaving Las Vegas in pursuit of the, you know, the elusive. Um, you don't think okay. he was after an award? Uh, I mean, I, th I don't know. I don't know if I think Nicolas Cage's mind works that way. Like, I'm going to win an Oscar for this one. <laughs> I guess. It's hard for me to even like I I know from what I hear Nicolas Cage is an eccentric dude outside of the movie set. Nicolas also Nicholas the the Nicholas and Nicolas Cage doesn't have a K or an H in it. Doesn't have a K or an H in it and let I did me not realize you, that until this moment. That's really funny that you brought that up because I when I saw his name come across the screen as I was watching Wicker Man for the first time it said Nicolas Cage, and I thought, where the hell is the H in that? Yeah, what are they up to? What's the, what are they up to? What are those Coppola's what are doing? doing? 
Yeah, for, I, 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 this might be a, a, a surprise to some of our listeners, but I mean, maybe it's not. I don't know. But Nicolas Cage is from the Coppola family, but he changed he his last name to Cage because he didn't want to be a hashtag Nepo baby. Yeah. Ooh, coming for shots fired as far as uh, Sophia is concerned. I'm sure she just heard that. And she was like, do not make me commit a virgin suicide all over <laughs> Baby girl, I've got the credits, okay? Nothing was lost in translation here, honey. Let me eat cake because I am Marie Antoinette. I don't know that one. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. It was very, very loosely connected to what you were doing, and it was not a good version of it, but I I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there quickly enough. We pushed through it. No, um, no, also, Nicholas Cage, Francis Ford Coppola is Nicholas Cage's uncle. Right. Um, and and yeah. Sophie is his cousin, right? Yeah, yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, he's heir to whatever. I mean, maybe he gets free bottles of that Coppola wine if he plays his cards right around Christmas time maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure he gets cases. I also had the moment too where I realized RIP Lisa Marie Presley passed away and I yeah. completely forgot about her and Nicolas Cage. They were married. You know, I she was also married to Michael Jackson. She and was. That is the marriage that I remember. But I, when I was like reading about her after she passed away, which was really fucking sad because she was super young, like, very young, like fifty two, fifty three, something like that. Yeah, super super young. And I think like I, I was taken aback, being like, "Whoa, she was actually married to Nicolas Cage." Nicolas Cage has had like in my eyes like so many different like um cycles of life like i feel like he's just like i I, one of them yeah different eras that's i guess that's the the term that i would use one of like my favorite nicholas cage movies growing up was valley girl did you ever see that movie no it's kind of like a deep cut 80s movie and he plays like a punk rocker and i was like he's so cool bad boy nicky cage and I just think, like, from him to get to Valley, from, you know, from Valley Girl to Wicker Man to Con Air to Adaptation to Leaving Las Vegas to Lisa Marie the Presley Rock. to The Rock. Like, he's I've never had seen that either. Su- the Rock is a great fucking movie. I mean. Oh, you've seen same. it? Of course I've seen The Rock. Of course. Okay. All right. Look, I am. Um, as American as apple pie, and that means I check out my blockbusters. And I was in the movie theater watching. You are you are American. I will say that you're problematic as fuck. <laughs> Actually, like it felt so weird as I was going through that to claim my. Because American-ness. for some reason, I don't know why. Like claiming claiming anything American feels violent to me. Disgusting. And I don't I don't yeah. know what it is. I mean, I do know what it is about it. Yeah. But it's exactly. just like when I see somebody wearing like a shirt with like an American flag on it, it's alarming to me. Or because like because it says something significant about their beliefs is that that they think that this is the greatest country in the world and it's fucking not and like patriotism is associated with the right wing with the right wing agenda and all of that bullshit that comes along with it and it is fucking wild to to you want to distance yourself from that so much also you can't keep it all straight and there's also these shirts and these hats that are like they're black and then the flag on them is gray and i don't think that that actually is like i don't think that 
is anything, but it always is giving me like slight blue lives matter tease. And I always just feel oh. like it's not quite that, but it's like real close to it. And I'm always just a little bit on guard when people have on like American flags and like, Terrified. because it's like, you're either, because I feel like in order to wear what you're wearing, you have to have made peace with certain aspects of like what it means to be an American for mm-hmm other like groups of marginalized people and you have to be at a point to me and i get how you can make a case for like no like i'm attempting to like wear this american flag in order to like reinstantiate the other like but i don't know that i completely buy that i don't get that Um, and 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 i here's my counter argument to that is that like you can't walk around with that because that's not what that says in our society like you can say that this is what i'm doing but when someone sees you wearing your american flag stuff or your gray american flag which i agree that black and gray american flag i don't know what that means and it really scares me so i just am like that's a person that i need to stay away from i'm always looking to see if they're doing the okay sign with their hand exactly or like and and without a doubt like it's always like a white guy and it's, like it's, it's almost always it's almost always a white a white person wearing yeah. like that and I, I just, and just that in and of itself sometimes just feels just the whiteness of it all feels violent the, like you know 100%. what i mean yeah so you just you're always on your guard especially as like a member of a marginalized group like just yeah. because you have to be in this country i mean have we all been watching the news this week so mm. it's just and, oh, and i know week? by now there's something fucking new happening of um, course of course but yeah it's just it's exhausting so it is it's like mm-hmm. it's very that it's very like you know i was watching we're here and like uh god i forget where they were some racist fucking town and they were there for fourth of july and like they were at like this like not a parade but it was sort of like all of these like people like sitting out like watching like the fireworks i think they were somewhere in georgia and bob was just like crying bob the drag queen mm-hmm. and they were just saying how like you know to see this and to see all these people out here celebrating and to know that like i'm not who they're thinking about you know like i like i don't this isn't my reality of the world and it's like i live here in this country and like i I do not reap the benefits of it. Like, well, also the people celebrating this don't want me to have the safety that they have, and that is scary. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They don't want me to be here in my own skin as I am, and uh, and enjoy the same safety that they enjoy while they're sitting here celebrating, waving their flag. Like that. That is what that represents. And it doesn't, and, and it awful. literally, it does, it does not mean everyone. It does Mm-mm. not. And like, no. And so it is, it's like, you see it and you're a little bit like, oof, oof. and the thing um, is, is that like, <laughs> it's so interesting because like, it's such a contradiction of, of, of values being able to like celebrate, sit there and celebrate, you know, America as a country and think about like, every everybody who talks about the fact that like you know this is this is our country we came here and created this and we're a country you know what i mean like every every single per every single white person sitting there is like you know obviously descended from immigrants who came here from europe to like colonize this place and then like the the audacity to not want other people to come into this country just because they don't look like them is is crazy to me and a total misunderstanding of like like 
at least what I think. I don't know what I'm saying. I just I, no, I get know. no, I get what you're saying. What what this what we what we purport that this is all about, and it's like, yeah, exactly. Also, Give yeah, me you're I mean, tired, you're hungry, and you're poor, and it's like, um, actually, no, I don't. I mean, like have all the policies I believe in completely negate that. You know, I mean, what I mean? it's a kind of cognitive dissonance, really. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because the two things just are not in alignment. You can't you can't participate in like the subjection of groups of people and then talk about how this is a country for everybody at the same time. I mean, it's contradictory. And so, and use the word freedom that you don't know what that means then obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Or you only ever been concerned with what it means for you and what the cost is for you and people who look like you. And this idea and this trope of like the outsider, the other, Mm -hmm. this exoticism, like all of those things are steeped in that. And like, it was never, it was never meant to, support or to protect everyone anyway so no, it's like of course not. You, so yeah. we're effectively asking for it to do a type of labor that it has never done and was not created to do so mm-hmm. yeah so that just doesn't feel worth celebrating or wearing a flag or being patriotic and and to be fair like i don't come from a super patriotic family we've never you know there's always there's always been like we've never been flag flyers and we've never been big for the July people because of this very thing and you know my parents have always been very honest about that and I appreciate that but even now still more so it has become more and more and more terrifying to see somebody associate themselves with with the flag and you're you're a Trump girl aren't you uh yes of course 100 <laughs> percent aligns with exactly with what i was saying <laughs> i love that i remember those photos you uh posted on facebook of you and um shs as you call her uh, sarah huckabee sanders hanging mm. out in myrtle beach mm-hmm. um with mm-hmm. uh danielle from 90 day fiance uh <laughs> just seeing the three of you running amok and causing trouble that was danielle really... is danielle a trouble she probably has no idea she, she just <laughs> <laughs> I should not have said it like, I like that. I like she. I, how, how should you have said it, Jane? <laughs> For those of you who don't know Danielle from 90 Day Fiance, she is. Brandon and I have been watching 90 Day The Single Life together, and it is, it is what it is. It's a doozy. And Danielle, God lover, doesn't seem to have um, a great grasp on much to be honest (laughs) she seems like a very nice person and i want her i honestly want her to get off the show because i do feel like she's exploited because she just doesn't get it oh as as we tear through it (laughs) i never said i wasn't also a hypocrite in many ways it is the you know the american experience (laughs) as we yeah as as we watch this comedy of errors unfold um, oh God! Can't get enough of it, lapping it up like a dog. But we're like, oh, so you should tear Danielle off this show, but not till I'm done. <laughs> but also, but also, it's like they're so aware of what they're doing, oh. and like they're not even like clever about it. And it's like no! she's literally the resident punching bag, and it's just like <laughs> oh, all Danielle. we do is like bring up the lowest moments in her life on the show, and she sits and that there. That happened like five or six years ago, and they keep replaying it, replaying it, replaying uh, it for her to just live through. She just sits and it's there. Traumatizing for her. She sits there in her tunic from Coles and just <laughs> takes every hit. <laughs> and it's just like 
For the love of God, let's let her breathe. Oh my God, get her out of Sandusky, Ohio. But but I I, I think she's I think I, she's I don't know what she, I don't know where she would go or what no, she would do. Yeah, I think she's fine. I don't think the location is the issue. Let's not complicate think... things for her. Um, she knows what she knows. Uh, but I do. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have a conversation. There's so many people that I think about when I watch like certain things, or I'm just like. I don't want it. Like, I almost look into someone, and I'm like, it's going to ruin it. Like, I don't want to yeah. know. I don't yeah. want to know their politics, because I already no. know their politics. Absolutely. By looking at them, install this shiplap on the wall. It tells every tale <laughs> I need known. Like, I don't need this. I don't need any more information just to watch yeah. you build this house. I don't, I don't want to know where I you w- stand, where you were on January 6th. I think I already do. Yeah, I would say the entire, like... <laughs> Just cast of HGTV. Yeah, is, the whole brood, it's it's always, is, with the exception of, like, a couple of people, it's, like, right. it is always just, like, you know you know what you're going to find out when you go on exactly. that Instagram. There's going to be lots of flags. Mm-hmm. There's going to be lots of, like, non-committal, like, statements about how, oh, you know, absolutely. it doesn't matter what side you, what side you fall on. Like, mm-hmm. it's all about, like, you know, respect and, like, blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. Absolutely. And we're so divided. We should come together. Let's just come together. Both Lots sides of... are so angry. And it's like, yeah, but there's one that's, like, really bad. Well, but, well there's no, there's one that's literally encroaching on the rights of the other. That's really right. what it comes, exactly. comes down to. That's, that's the difference, baby. That's the difference is it's, like, a direct impact on, like, the lives of, like, marginalized people. That's, yeah. that's what the that's, difference is. I would is. say that is sort of the... the the uh the differentiator yeah that's the thing that's gonna sort of like you know cause a little (laughs) bit of you know issues because it's like this theory of like just live and and let live it's like it only it doesn't hold up when like there's like a violent attack on like who you are as a person and exactly when people don't want you to live authentically as you are even though you're hurting zero people (laughs) and they're seeking you out and they're forbidding people from saying like from uttering the word that like like when there's like a whole state that's saying you can't say the word gay it's like like what when there's like active pushback to like you know when you can't strip away the rights of trans youth like yeah it's like yeah these are problems when you're burning books and you don't want people to learn about the black experience in america or critical race theory like which honestly is just so stupid because you're just sending out dumb people into the world (laughs) and it's people are like literally these kids are just gonna go to college in places outside of your state and they're gonna Mm -hmm. look like fucking morons sitting in these classrooms because they will literally have no even when you have a little bit the 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 little bit that they were getting anyway which wasn't Mm -hmm. much but even when you have that you have somewhat of a foundation but it's like as a person within a university setting it's like that's like that's just it's it's such an it you're doing such a disservice to these students because regardless of of what you believe in wherever you are like they need to have an understanding of how the world works and you're Mm -hmm. essentially sending them out into the world and now they're gonna have that much more to to have to like combat like they're, they're gonna have to like form new understandings and their minds are gonna be blown and obviously you get to college and you're and you're taught these things in a more on, on a more in-depth level but like to go in literally with no type of previous engagement like 
That is like wild. And also like well, all these it's applications just a, it's a disservice for... to the entire fucking world and particularly these people. And it gives them no context for understanding their own experience juxtaposed yeah. to that of like other groups of people. And that's a huge mm-hmm. thing with colleges and universities anyway. It just it just admittance and like interviews. Like these are things mm-hmm. that like colleges want to talk about. Like they want to know that you are like versed in these things. They want to know that you understand these basic concepts. And so it's like keep it keep it ignorant. Keep it ignorant. <sighs> All right, and let me get off this soapbox before I yeah, hurt my ankle. No, I, I think twist yeah, my we ankle. both we both are are bound to fall and hurt ourselves. So maybe we should go back to what we know about, um, which is trashing. I mean, we literally we've been talking about what we know about. Just so we're clear, <laughs> we know about. I'm, what we're, I'm literally kidding. I'm just, we know I'm, what we're talking about, but we know we are exactly what we're it. talking. About. Sorry, I should rephrase that. We know exactly what we're talking about. We know what we're here for. But we know what we're here for, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're always mm-hmm. going to give you the, the sugar with the, the sugar with... The, I was going to say sugar with the sweet. The me- Pre-diabetic. Me- we're the always going to give you... The, <laughs> we're always going to give you sugar and more sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Literally my childhood. No, we're always going to give you... Where I was questioned when I didn't have fords of food. Um, <laughs> like, what, what, did you like it? It's like, yes, but I'm at the point where I'm about to vomit, so I have to stop eating. <laughs> um, no, I, we're going to give you the Wicker Man. And I actually wrote a little uh, something. And this week I did something different, I... actually. Oh. I wrote a little song. <gasps> no, I... I'm, I'm joking. I did not. Oh, Ooh, that's God, a good idea, though, isn't it? You bitch. You got me so excited. Let me, I, I can, like... let me try. I'm going to try. Okay, I'm okay, going to try. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let me, me, let me go goes. on. Let me go on mute so you can have your full moment. Everybody's looking for that cop, Ed Bayless. In his lo- in his location, everyone knows that he's famous. He wanted to be a cop. That was his big plan. He ended up fucking around, became the wicker man. Has to go to the place called Summer's Isle. Looking for his girl, Willow, because he missed her smile. She sent him letters saying she needs to find a real man to come to town and help her locate her girl, Rowan. When he gets there, the whole town is crazy. They see him walking around looking for his baby. That's right. Forgot to mention that she's his kid as well Mm. as Willow's kid. This is that real shit. Mm. As he's moving around the town, he is hurting. Gets bitten by some bees, fights with Ellen Burstyn. Now we're trying to figure out if he'll make it out alive. But I've got a little spoiler for you, because he dies. They put him inside (laughs) of this totem for the sun god. And (laughs) And while he's up there, and while he... And while he's up there, he becomes a nomad. And by nomad, <laughs> that's not quite what I mean. But when you see the steam, you will understand how it seems. Because our boy Bayless, mm-hmm. our boy Bayless is not leave is not going to leave Summer's Isle. <laughs> but he will live on in his baby girl, Rowan Smile. She lit the fire Woo! that set atop the pyre. And now we're all left feeling nothing but ire. Let's take mm. this story of Bayless as a lesson. When you get letters from your ex, when you get letters from your exes, use discretion. Maybe mm. you don't hop in on the plane to head to islands because you will be acquainted with wild violence. <gasps> Whew. 
Okay. Honestly, a little rough around the edges, but I was kind of feeling it. And also, Thank you. something to be noted, his name, the, the character's name is Ed Malis, not Ed Bayless. It doesn't matter. And you couldn't <laughs> wait because you're a hater. And I caught your little slick comment rough around the edges. That was fucking iconic what I just did. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just saying it was off the top of It was topic. gritty. Top of your dome, and it was beautiful. And I thought was, you crushed it. I, mean, I was in my, I was in my artistic bag. You were, and for those of you who don't know, Brandon is an incredible um, freestyler. Uh, oh, thank off you. The top, off the top of his head, he does a lot of um, beat poetry um, and Def Jam. Um, not what is it called? <laughs> Uh, I think we're up to death poetry. poetry. Slam. Oh, slam poetry. <laughs> Everybody knows I do be poetry for Jane. She likes it. It's mm. one of my favorite branding bits. And he Where's can go my fucking for hours. He can go for hours and it's so funny and I never get sick of it. Um, and that was sort of like along the same lines for sure where you are absolutely crushing it. I mean, you know, you got there. And Thank you. Thank you, Jane. I I'm appreciate really it. I'm really proud of you. So I did give you guys that. Do you think you want me to give you the actual synopsis I wrote now? <laughs> I'd say you wrote it. Let's do it. Let's go Let's through it. Let's do then, it. Let's do it and then we'll talk about the movie. We swear. But I want that freestyle left in though. Because I yeah, think that my lyricism. Yeah, do not edit out that freestyle because I think I it was think good. It's... If you need to edit something else out, Tara and Dave. Oh, she's calling names. Yeah, that's right. Let them know. <laughs> Let them know. I happen to think it was all gold, so don't do it. But I'm a narcissist, so what can I say? Please. Absolutely. I'd love to hear your synopsis. Here we go. A grizzled cop has been run down by years of ineptitude. But enough is enough, and he's finally ready to be useful and put what remains of his skills to use to help locate a little girl. We are 10 years removed from Con Air, and all that glitters is certainly not gold. Nick Cage is Officer Edward Malus, a put-upon cop who is thinking about leaving the force when he receives a freshly calligraphied letter from a former squeeze named Willow. She is searching for her little girl, Rowan, who has been missing for two weeks. She smartly surmises that her daughter may be in trouble since she's been missing for a whole last fortnight. We are only about 10 minutes in, but I can all but confirm her wild and crazy hunch that something's happened to her child. Edward must head deep into Summer's Isle, a quaint little community right off the coast of Puget Sound. You know the type. One of the first things that Edward learned is that Summer's Isle may have a charming name, but they don't take too kindly to strangers. And once he lands on the island and haphazardly ascends up a jagged mountainside, he is quickly educated in the quirks of the residents in this queer community. The Summer's Isle dress code is giving distressed lands and realness, and the vibe is suspect. The barmaid is giving Haggard Heidi Ho fantasy, and it is a Heidi no. A group of messy grannies who don't take too kindly to being questioned about the bloody sacks that they're carrying around town have a thing or two to say as well. But their mouths are shut when it comes to that missing little girl, Rowan. Will Edward find young Rowan before she is harmed? Or will he find that he has become the prey? I love rattan furniture as much as the next bloke. But even I am no match for the wicker man. Ah, uh, I love it. Beautiful. I, I want to ask you a question before we get started. And I want to see both of your hands in the camera. Don't get inappropriate. Hold Don't your hands get inappropriate. up. Hold your hands up. And I want to see. No, I want to see both of your hands by your head. 
Brandon, what happened? Oh, you just turned off your camera. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, my God. But ask the question. Go ahead and ask it while I'm trying to figure that out. No, absolutely not. (laughs) I know what you're trying to do. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. It's being weird. Why is it flickering? That's strange. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's not. Okay. So both hands up where I can see him in the camera. Both hands. Nope. God. Other one. Look, my people this week, we're not all about putting our hands up for you Caucasians. Oh, what do you, no! What do you, what, we don't trust you. What do you? What a spin. What okay, a spin. no, they're, no, they're here. They're here. Okay. One, two, three, where's Puget Sound? What do you mean? <laughs> Where is Puget Sound? No, I, you put your hand down. Okay, none of it's going to be authentic. <laughs> I can hear you typing. You turned off your camera, but you didn't mute yourself. I didn't. Hold on. I'm trying to figure out this stupid camera. I don't know what's yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah. this. Yeah, I'm sure, sure, sure it's the camera. I'm sure it's the camera. You guys, he's just Googling it. He doesn't. No, know. I'm not. Okay. I didn't even hear what it. you asked me. What'd you ask me? Yeah, you know what I asked you. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't hear you because the thing went out. He's lying. The audio went out temporarily. No, it didn't. Yeah. What'd you ask you know me what about? I, you know what I asked you, so just tell me. You just Google I don't it remember. You know, <laughs> Answer the question. You asked me. What'd you ask me? I wish you guys could see his fucking face right now. He's the biggest liar. Look, if you're just joining us for the first time, Brandon historically is not um, our geographical king. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I can't even remember what you asked me. Oh, Dave, just okay. So you asked me where Puget Sound was. Where first is of all, it? first of all, I'm gonna say start by just saying everybody knows that Puget Sound is literally <laughs> like it's a vibe. It's a <laughs> it's a thought process. It's a way to move mm-hmm. through the world. And anybody mm-hmm. anybody who knows what's going on, who's <laughs> gone, been to one of the fests in Puget Sound where they have <laughs> endless amounts of mead, you find yourself uh, vomiting. <laughs> And then you get to where they give you a shirt that says, I puked it in, in Puget. Um, so anybody who's been there knows that. So aside from that, though, if we're talking physically, Puget Sound, um, it's a sound on the Pacific Northwest, which everybody knows. It's uh-huh. it's an state? inlet of the Pacific Ocean, Washington mm-hmm. State, baby. Um, and I think it's part of the Salish Sea as well, if mm. I remember correctly. <laughs> No, he is the biggest bullshitter of all time, and I just needed you to know that. Okay. And do you do you know what it's famous for? I, I, I being the where the Wicker Man took place. Yeah, that's a part of it, but okay. also thirteen types of sea mammals live in the sound as well. <laughs> and you and every year visitors, I I know that every year visitors <laughs> flock to Puget Sound for whale watching and excitedly watch to see orca whales, sea otters, and seals for sure. And for wow. anglers, because they never forget the anglers, the sounds various species of salmon are quite attractive. So, yeah, that's just some stuff I can give you at the top of my head as a person who knows about a lot of things. You know, everybody knows I'm in my cart- my cartography bag. Always. I can wow. tell you well, anything is. I, 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 I can guarantee it. Now, if I like, look, at, he's doing this dance. He's so proud of himself right now. That's right. And any of us can look it up and read what's We can. Like anybody whose internet is, Google. anybody whose Google is working can do something like that. My Google's not even working right now. So I'm literally, <laughs> I just have to deal with, everything's off the top of the dome. 
I love the sentence, my Google is not even working right now. Like, not the internet itself, but like my personal Google homepage is not, <laughs> not working. Like, what does that mean, Brandon, technically? You know what it means. If I called my mom right now and I said, my Google's not working right now, she, she'd be like, she would know exactly what I meant. <laughs> she... <laughs> She'd be like, is your internet out? Yes, yeah, that's what she'd be like. You're correct. Um, but, yeah, no. And also, you didn't ask this, but just if you're curious, it's got yeah. 1,020 uh, square miles. That's what. Wow. That's just the area, and I know that. Oh, okay. Mean depth, 459 feet. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for remembering that. <sighs> Me too. Good memory. Great memory. Um, so, <laughs> The Wicker Man. This movie, a remake of a 1973 film. I, I know the in the and I've the word on the street is the 1973 film is very very good. So this is that's the one to see. <laughs> an interesting um, <laughs> departure. This movie was released on September the first, 2006. Mm. Um, it was made for a budget of 40 million dollars, and you know the box office. They it, it was almost a wash. It made 30.8 <laughs> mil at the box oh, office. So. Oh, not quite a wash. <laughs> not quite. They were in the red. <laughs> it's but also but probably probably a wash if there's a way to sort of like factor in just like experience then i feel like there's probably a way that all of these actors came out richer mm. than they went in you know what mm. i mean i can't help but especially but ellen that. burstyn what a project for for her you know what, what I mean? a project for the academy award-winning actress um <laughs> multiple academy award nominated actress ellen burstyn living legend mm -hmm. this must mm -hmm. have been such a treat um to add to her filmography to be like Absolutely. yes mm -hmm. this movie as well put and this beside alice doesn't live here anymore um mm -hmm. she probably and by the way this isn't the 1973 version this is the 2006 nicholas cage version and she probably wants everybody to know that she probably does want everybody to know and i did wonder if i, I wondered if they went to if like faye dunaway was ever in talks for this part as well because that part well, felt very faye dunaway my, it did. Well, especially since we saw her in um, The Temp, I could just felt like I could picture her in something like this. Um, not that it's the same, but like... She's sort of this all-knowing, like, sage woman who's, like, yes. moving through the world. And I would have loved the opportunity. I would give anything. Mm -hmm. I know that at this point, it must be just, like, so difficult to get, like, a studio to be like, yeah, Faye Dunaway. Because I'm sure everybody's like, it's... We got to get this done. <laughs> but like, if I were in a position, wait, why to is cast she like famously film, difficult to work with? That's or? the story. But but it oh, always okay. feels very gender to me when Gendered, people talk sure. about like. Yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some truth <laughs> to it, but I think it would be worth it to work mm -hmm. in a movie with Faye Dunaway to mm -hmm. deal with mm -hmm. Faye Dunaway. Like mm -hmm. I know, I know it would be so chaotic on that set, but I really but genuinely think you to would be love a fly it. on the fucking wall. <laughs> And just watch her like go at it because you bring her like the wrong kind of water. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, oh, God, I would not want to be in that scenario. But it'd be fun to watch. You, but you'd sure. want the text messages though. Oh my god, I'd want, I'd want the live recording. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be. Um, but when I did first see that Ellen Burstyn was in this, I was like, oh, maybe she was in the original, and that's why they they brought her back for this oh, that would have been cool you thought it was gonna be different and I, <laughs> I said that out loud and tara was googling it and she was like 
nah, she's not. <laughs> she just, she needed a It was a just kind of like, <laughs> man, <laughs> we wish we could write it off as that, but it was just like, this was the decision that was made. And I'm sure it was, you know, <clears throat> look, she got to wear some cool face paint. She had that 40-inch wig on that, you know, was essentially dragging behind her that oh in the oh when she's in the bed when she's like yeah she looked beautiful no, at yeah. the very end when they're doing the oh the, yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah ritual and she's got the that those that long ass curly wig that's like it's beautiful it looks great it's a good wig but yeah. no she looked very beautiful in this film um i mean she looks very i mean with with the exception of rec room for a dream i feel like she always looks Gorgeous. That's a different kind of beauty, you know. That's a beauty mm -hmm. of experience, you know. Yeah, you're right. You're Requiem right. for a Dream. I forgot about that movie. It's a remember great when it? Movie. It is, but remember when it was like everything, like every like angsty kid. Oh yeah, was, it was like just, my favorite like, movie is Requiem for a Dream. With it. And it's like, why is that your favorite movie? You're just watching people in tragedy, in the throes of addiction. Like That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. yeah. Ellen Burstyn, man. Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. He was incredible in that movie. That was when everybody yeah. was like, oh, there's there's more here. There's yeah, more, more here. than just comedy. <laughs> I vaguely remember Dave had a story that he heard on a podcast about like I think it was Blank Check and it was one of the guys on the podcast had been in a movie with Griffin from the podcast he's one of the hosts he had been in a movie with Ellen Burstyn and like the story had something to do with like him being in the the trailer with her and like he was like asking her all of these questions about like her career and like her craft and like the makeup trailer and it was like early in the morning and she was like, she's, like, she's, like what do you like how do you do like how do you prepare and she was like I just I just silence Silence. I <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I thought that shit was so funny. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> she was just like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I don't want to talk about my goddamn career working with Scorsese with you. Um. So yeah. So all of this is happening. We got Nicolas Cage. Um. He is yelling every he's, line. He's yelling every line. He's it actually. I think it's more of a build. There seems to be this moment halfway through the movie where like he's given the direction to just destroy. Just, because, just lose it. <laughs> or like, or and you know what? It wouldn't even surprise me if they were making the film and like there was like, and like somebody decided, oh, it's really sleepy or like it's really slow. Because like, it was sleepy in the beginning. And like, halfway the, through though, they turned, to, they turned up they that notch. Yeah. Somebody handed him some poppers and they said, let's fucking go. So I took notes a little differently for this movie where I just wrote down all the fucking questions I have that were unanswered. I think that's really sexy. Yeah. And and I don't know. I mean, like, we can go through the movie scene by scene, but I think really <clears throat> the questions I have, uh, uh, you know, the questions I have relate to the movie as a whole because I watched it once and then I watched it again and took notes and I realized they were planting seeds in the beginning that like quote paid off in the end but there were a lot of things that didn't have necessarily what I would call a closed loop did you have that experience while watching this not necessarily I feel like once you start naming them maybe but like the experience of like things being presented and then not paying off or, just or not being off sort in a of way that like 
wasn't satisfying or there were a lot of they opened here's the thing i think with almost every character in this movie now that you say that i think almost with every character in this movie they open things up that they don't like that they're not prepared to deal with it's like they're more concerned with sort of introducing us to a host of like quirky characters Mm -hmm. than they are with like giving us like any sort of like substantial storyline so we meet a lot of people in the beginning of the movie and then we never see them again and there's several characters that i think oh like this is gonna be like a recurring thing Mm -hmm. or like we're gonna see him engage with this person or this group again and then we never do yeah and it's like not like finished like i i I think like my main takeaway is like from so he goes to the island he finds out he's searching for his own daughter from his ex-fiance who lives on this like commune and you there's like this weird ritual and it turns out that he's the one who's been lured there all along like this was all the little girl was never the little girl he's been searching for basically was never missing and everything all of the discoveries he believes he's been making on the island it was all carefully crafted by this island that is essentially made up of like a group of women there are some men who exist in like a peripheral capacity but they are Mm -hmm. merely like there to be used for procreation purposes so like Mm-hmm. None of them have any lines, I don't believe. And we just sort of see them from time to time doing labor around the island. But yeah. like every character that we meet and every character, I believe, pretty much with speaking lines other than Nicolas Cage um, is like a female, female presenting person. So like mm-hmm. what you think would be like, I would absolutely fucking love. I love centering women in stories, but this wasn't like exactly that. <laughs> Dang, you don't love centering women in stories. You love centering yourself in stories. Oh, my God. How fucking dare you? First of all, that's information we all already know. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> no, Jane, well, if you I lived would... on this island, where, you, wouldn't, you would never see me. Uh, that, that would make me really sad. Well, for several reasons, because there's not a black person to be found. So. <laughs> there's not a single black person or person of color on this island no, which, make, which makes sense all... which makes sense because who the fuck would sign up for this like yeah. obnoxious white women um That's a lot but i will say the thing that really lacked for me is like it's this cult it's a society it's this commune but i have like no idea what their main belief system is besides like putting women to the front and like harvesting honey that's it it's like when i see a cult or a movie about like people who are coming together who have the same beliefs and creating this society i.e a fucking cult i want to know what you stand for what is your what is your um belief system because yeah it's just like it's not even like it doesn't even seem like it's about sustainability or like no crops because we don't really we see them eat a couple loose apples but it seems like those were maybe flown into the island because there's a man who basically at the beginning of the movie well there's a whole scene at the beginning of the movie where a little girl is maybe there and maybe isn't and Nicolas Cage is like getting her doll out of the street once again Nicolas Cage a little blonde white girl and a doll it was like him with that bunny in Con Air he's always trying to give some sort of dirty gift off of the street to some kid but anyway let's not not walk down that road too deeply (laughs) right absolutely um but once again in this movie it's like the beginning was this man who doesn't who's like somewhere in washington state which is where putrid sound is where is which pure i can't even say it exactly he and there's this man who who reluctantly sound sound 
who reluctantly agrees to fly him like into the island and then later on gets killed for like yeah but it's for also no funny reason. because they also don't explain why they killed the pilot i don't understand why they killed the pilot just so you know what's be- really funny that you just say that it is really funny because this whole thing was an elaborate plot so yeah. like why did they kill the pilot he they needed the pilot to act to get him here they needed the pilot exactly or they and wouldn't yet, have been able to set this plot in motion so it's like and yet they made it so difficult for him to get to the island although when he first finds the pilot and asks him to take him the pilot's like no 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 not me i respect people's privacy yeah. and then nicholas cage pulls out two bills and he's like Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll take you. Like, it's so easy. And I'm wondering, like, shouldn't they, if this whole thing was a real plot, shouldn't they have made the, like, what if, what if he had said, okay, I understand. And then, like, didn't get on the plane with But me? they knew, I see that, I, that I disagree with because I think they knew how much he loved Willow. So I think okay. they were banking on that. But I do, but I do, like agree with you that like it makes no sense to have killed him which they basically tell us they're going to kill him in the first scene because once Nicolas Cage gets on the island he first of all Nicolas Cage is dressed like uh is dressed like uh an acting he's dressed like he's just like an acting vice principal like he's Absolutely. not the actual vice principal of a pres- middle school of a middle school he's not the actual vice principal mm-hmm. but he is he's the actor he's the acting vice principal and he is in a rougher neighborhood mm-hmm. and he's determined to teach like mm-hmm. against all odds and he you know shows up on the basketball court with some of the youths are playing and they're like mm-hmm. what are you doing here mr McCraney? and then he's like he's like Who's wiping the floor with ball? your and he's like wiping the floor with your with your sorry ass and then all the other girls go oh oh he got oh, the juice he got, he Mr. got the McCraney. juice Mr. McCraney he's at it again and then they say something like oh don't mess up your Brooks brothers trying to play ball with us and he's like he says something like nice try but i got it at Talbots or um <laughs> Eddie Bauer i would say yeah. is a better Burlington baby and then he just and then he hits the he hits the shot and it's like he's not even looking and they're like oh three pointer yes you are cool <laughs> he obviously went to Michelle Pfeiffer School of Teaching absolutely and he gets into it with like the dean of the school who's played by like a like a, a really like acerbic Ellen Burstyn mm. and she's just like and she's got her asymmetrical bob and she is determined you you mean Ellen Barkin not Ellen I do Burstyn. I do I got caught I'm obsessed with Ellen Burstyn who isn't um it's Ellen Barkin <laughs> with her asymmetrical bob and she's she's giving it to him mm-hmm. and uh yeah she's raising hell along the way and maybe Melissa Leo auditioned for the part but they went Burstyn and then Melissa Leo got mm-hmm. cast as on as this character's mom and she just keeps telling him <laughs> and she keeps saying things like don't play God, okay? Pride cometh, be- pride cometh before a fall, Timothy. Don't call me Timothy. Like that kind of relationship they've sure. got, but there's love there too. So anyway, back to the movie. That's how he's dressed. So the whole movie, he's mm-hmm. wearing like this business casual, like he's wearing these like slacks and like a neckties. And like a sweater with, with over the tie, and it's like he, like why are you putting together this whole outfit? Like what yeah, is this? What is, Every yeah, day. what is going on? here okay because i mean I, I don't know what he's trying to give but it's too much for for what for what this movie is and for like all the legwork he's doing um right so he's running around a lot we find we find willow well before we find willow he runs into this group of like older women 
And they instantly are like evasive. He's trying to find out about Rowan and they are not giving him any info. And th and one of the old women in this group is the one who says to him, how did you get here? Oh, we'll have to deal with that pilot. And so then I was like, okay, it's going to die. Um, I but mean, I just don't understand why they would kill him if they wanted him but also but also he's a man and they seem to you know have little use for men and so maybe they killed him just I because guess it's so, like making like, it they the only person who supplies who's... to be dropped off like that was you his know, main thing that's a like thing drop supplies off he like... drops supplies off and also they sink his plane which is just like they sink his plane at one point and it's like the little plane that he would land on the water to drop off supplies to them so it's like what are y'all doing like it just seems like in not in in no one's best interest to have done that i mean it also it uh, other also, than the fact that it's murder <laughs> but like it, beside yeah. that fact like it didn't serve them <laughs> it also yeah it didn't serve them and it also just doesn't make sense because it's it's also like this isn't like 1902 and like right. i get that like you're killing him because you need to make a sacrifice to like the gods in order for like your plant your like harvest to thrive but it's also like you mean nicholas cage not the pilot yeah you, yeah i'm sorry you, yeah you need to sacrifice nicholas cage that's their whole thing is we need to sacrifice a person who is basically a, like connected to the island in some way but not of the island so like he's perfect because he's the father of a child on the island and he was partnered with a woman who lives on the island so it's like he has a direct connection but also it's just like it's 2006 so it's like why don't y'all go educate yourself about like sustainable farming like in the right? nearby washington state community and then bring that knowledge back as opposed to like killing this person in hopes that like your land will be replenished it's like does this soil need to be turned over like is that what's going on are these like and uh, 100% I w well I mean it's about bees so and honey so I don't know if soil has anything to do with that but to be fair I am not but a farmer or a bee farmer. All they got going is these bees though. That is uh, bees <laughs> do not bees do not like <laughs> do not like a community like make. Like I get that y'all are in your bee bag and that's cool and but like where are the carrots? To, like where are the carrots where are the potatoes where are the turnips where are the lettuce heads you know what I mean where they the have made cheese? they went all they went whole hog on the bee thing and call, it's like call me crazy but I feel like like a small apple orchard would do really well in Washington apparently they're bringing the apples in in crates lily sobieski's yeah. carrying them with the remainder of her career it doesn't make sense <laughs> and it's like i just i don't know what's going on i talk about somebody underutilized and i get it like uh, lily is four lines in this movie and she's I, a big name lily was a huge name don't yeah. act like y'all don't remember glass house which i didn't see but i know I it happened it. i saw it what'd you think oscar yeah <laughs> i don't for what? what oscar for what what category but no, I don't know. I don't remember it well. So she's oh, she said sound editing. Okay, I see. <laughs> so in her mind, close but no cigar. As far as Sobieski was concerned, I see you, Jane. Sound editing. Shady boots. She said, "Let me just say that she was safe in those acting categories." We see what you're trying to do. Okay, what's okay, going on with I, Lily? Is she doing good? Okay, she's I, married to somebody named Adam Kimmel. Good for you, girl. I, I feel like designer. she did leave her um acting She had kids. Behind. She did. She she and left she kids. Like... She has a child named Louisiana. Louisiana and Anna is spelled A N N A. So it's Louisiana with an <gasps> extra N. Oh, okay, I see. So like a bastardization of the state. Oh, Adam Kimmel. Ooh, this first article on wallpaper.com popped up said Adam Kimmel on becoming WeWork creative chief. 
So that's the kind of thing her whoa, hubby's whoa, whoa, up whoa, to. Whoa, 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 Hold on. She's married to one of the WeWork guys? I, I Yeah, I think so. But it also okay. says he's like a fashion designer? I don't know. Sounds like he's got a lot going on. Uh, hold on. You guys can cut this, but I need to look this up. He's a menswear designer as well. Are these the same Adam Kimmel's? Oh, yeah. He was fashion's new big thing until he decided not to be. Now Kimmel is back and is taking on desk space disruptor WeWork. What year okay. is that? Because you, I mean, you know the whole WeWork thing totally. The bubble popped for WeWork and it's. Oh, everything. This, it was last updated on September 22nd, 2022. So I wonder if there's been a little okay. addendum added, maybe, <laughs> after uh, some things change. But the article um, is from 2019 issue of Wallpaper, which I didn't know was a magazine. I guess. Interesting. Okay. Well, whatever. Sorry that we I, I derailed us with that, but I was just curious what she was up to. Um, I have some questions. Right. I want to talk about the the beginning scene that sort of sets this whole thing on fire. No pun intended. Um, Nicholas Cage is a cop, and he pulls over a mother who's driving station wagon with her little blonde child in the back because the little blonde child has thrown her doll at the window. He's a motorcycle cop. He grabs the doll and hands it over. Mm-hmm. The um, child throws the doll out of the car again, causing Nicolas Cage to walk away from the car to grab the doll for a second time. And then a semi truck smashes in to the car Catching the car on fire, he tries to save them. The car spontaneously combusts. And he essentially, although no bodies are found, has watched two people die in a fiery car crash. Let me talk to you about the significance of this. And clearly we know at the end that this was a setup for Nicolas Cage. Because at the ritual, we see some people take off their masks and it is a the the daughter and the mother who were in that car so my questions for this scenario are as follows were they like i I don't understand why this helped him get to the island was it the leave of absence he had to take after facing the tragedy or uh, i I just i don't i think i get it I think I get it. And then also the question I have to ask is like, how like carefully and to a T did this all have to be set up so that Nicolas Cage narrowly misses getting like hurt in this attack or even killed like such a huge risk. He could have been blown up trying to save them from the car. I mean, they would have been on to the next one. But I will say what I think the purpose of it was is there's this little girl and the little girl who's in the backseat of this car who Nicolas Cage is unable to save looks just like the little girl that's missing. All those little girls in the island are blonde and white anyway. And yeah. they're, and like literally she's wearing the same outfit that the little girl that's missing is wearing in the photo that Nicolas Cage is carrying around as he's looking for Rowan, the little girl. Mm-hmm. And so it's like literally what this is and what that event did was it, it set up this sort of um, like emotional deficit in this character. And the only way that he was going to be made whole again was by saving another little white girl. Like, and seeing this little white girl who looked just like the little white girl that he wasn't able to save, it's like this was an opportunity for him to effectively absolve himself 
through the act of finding and saving this one. Do you think that was the thought one. process of these women creating yes. this plot? Okay. I think creating creating a scenario in which Nicholas Cage is this cop had failed to save this little girl, which leaves this sort of emptiness in him. He's unable to do his job. He's depressed. Then it's like there's this perfect opportunity that comes from a woman who loved him for him to be a savior. He has another chance to like, and I think that they knew that the hubris of man mm. would lead him and would be his downfall, you know? And so he fell right I into their hands because so. of his... So savior his white savior complex i guess so it's just like i don't know but i agree with you it's a it's a lot and it's a leap to be like yeah we're gonna get him we're gonna orchestrate this we gotta find somebody to drive that uh that 18 wheeler to slam into the car don't kill our girl though don't you dare don't don't kill anybody it's like okay i'll survive it i'll tap it enough that it that the car literally explodes and then somehow will get like the little girl and the mom out of the car before it explodes. Before no, anybody is... arrives or the car explodes. It makes it so, I mean, it, it, it's, it, everything is hinging on like a hairline of like, if you fuck up, everybody dies. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Do we think that that really happened or do we think that that was a dream? How could it be a dream? Is there know, magic? If... Are these people magic? In a I way mean, we're that... all we're we're all magic in some way. I'd say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't I did our not get the magic? sense that they were able to create that sort of magic magical scenario. You may be right. Even even with Frances Conroy doing her best, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if she could. I mean, cinematic magic for sure. But I don't know if Absolutely. if they could. So you may be right. Maybe in which case we're just left with more questions than answers because we're still yeah. trying to figure out. Like, yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think it was like it's a really big swing, and it's like. They'll basically they'll like do a in- risk to also be like to bet that that is going to make him come to this island. Yeah, I agree. It's like, wild. It is. Wild. It seems like there could have been an easier way. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. And also, so once he gets here, that little girl sort of keeps coming back to mind as well as he's searching for Rowan and getting no help from the local community at all. Most people are just pretending literally like they don't know who she is. So that's also Yo, spurring also, him on. They also look so suspicious anytime he questions them. Like when he first talks to the women at, when he first gets the island and they're holding that like bag of bloody mess. You don't even know what's in Ugh, there. Yeah. And he's like, do you know this girl? And he's like, <laughs> they're like... <laughs> We don't know a thing. <laughs> we swear. It's like they're like they're like very clearly knowing something and not giving up anything. They're mocking him like to the, his fucking face. They're lying. And one of the women yeah. farts and he says, "Did you just break wind?" <laughs> and she's and she's and she says, "What's that?" And he says, "That's right. what we're both smelling right now." <laughs> and then she just says, "You're welcome," and winks at him and and walks off. And she says, "She says, enjoy the enjoy the local toot special." And mm-hmm. she just she saunters says, That's off. That's what a, a diet full of apples and honey will do to you. And then she says, <laughs> okay. "Be careful. There's more guns in the barrel." And we all know what that means. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's how we set the tone for the movie to let you know. So something doesn't smell right, definitely <laughs> from the beginning for him. <laughs> In more ways than one. And then we meet the character of uh, Sister Beach, 
played by mm. character actress Diane Delano. And she's given us full on Heidi Ho. Uh-huh. She has these two. Jane loves this. Jane loves when women of a certain age still have really long hair that goes all the way down to their belly button. So she's got these two really long braids on, and they've got her in some like summer's Isle version of uh, Lederhosen. And she's given she's handing out drinks at the local um, the local cafe with no idea that she's gonna get drop kicked by Nicolas Cage in about forty minutes. <laughs> And the amount of women women that he punches out in this movie it's a whole almost like- ass like <laughs> whole ass closed fist just like knocking the shit out not of a, everybody not, not a slap a full ass like he is punching of women <laughs> and and spoiler alert somebody gets punched while he's wearing a bear costume um as well <laughs> promise you we didn't we're not making this up this is the world's most ridiculous scenario but before we get to that we've got a bunch of scenes where he's just getting lied to by people he goes to the local school schoolhouse where all the kids are being taught and like he disrupts the whole classroom for one thing the- he walks in there and just starts talking to them and it's like they're kind of in the middle of something he's so rude and like it i wonder if that's like a choice by the director to make him that that like I- i'm sure it's not but like it it really is reminiscent of like men just doing whatever the fuck they want in women's spaces yeah, which i don't no. i don't think that's the point but it definitely made me think of that i think all of these encounters are supposed to pro- show us like progressively how he's moving closer and closer to a state of just complete unhingement but like he is like walking into this classroom she's teaching he bursts in he then like erases the like the lesson on the board <laughs> to write rowan's name because he's like do you guys know rowan and nobody says anything and the teacher's like no and then he like he's fighting with the teacher over the ledger once he realizes where it is they're literally like going back and forth trying to like get this ledger uh and he opens it but but now we but at the end we find out this is all a performance on her part because he's falling right into their plan so then he mm-hmm. finds rowan's name once he looks at the ledger and he goes back and like it's like six. it's like crossed out on the ledger like they weren't really hiding it very well <laughs> yeah like dead now um and that's like the whole the whole movie is like a mixture of like there's a lot of things that he thinks he sees and he thinks he experiences that he doesn't mixed in with mm-hmm. the plot, which mm-hmm. is becomes like a big part of it. But it's like he's moving around town. He goes to the doctor's house because well, the doctors. Before we move on, we yeah. have to talk about my favorite line that happens in the schoolhouse when he it's like sc- walking into the room screaming at the children. Like a group the of teacher. like eight, eight nine year old children. Eight nine year olds who like are saying like, oh, he like passes around a photo of Rowan and he's like, uh, and they're like, we don't know who Rowan Woodward is. We don't know who Rowan Woodward is. And he grabs the ledger and he looks at it. He like struggles with the teacher to like get the ledger, as Brandon said. And then he looks through it. He sees her name and he looks up from the ledger and he screams at the children. You little liars! Rowan Woodward is your classmate, isn't she? my fucking mind because i cannot believe the audacity to look up at a bunch of children like eight or nine year olds and scream at them and call them little liars like at best they are being manipulated or brainwashed by you know the adults in this community at worst they are lying because they're trying to please their 
the elders. So it's like, what are you doing, Nicolas Cage, screaming at these babies? It is so rude and so out of pocket. It's a lot. It's a lot. And also, like, the character that, like, is sort of driving this plot along is Willow Woodward, played by the actress Kate Behan. Um, who I didn't actually recognize from anything else, but she has one of those faces that you feel like you've seen her in a bunch of things. Yes. Um, and, I looked uh, at her IMDb and I couldn't, like, recognize w- one of her things that I've seen her in, but I feel like I've seen her before. She's got one of those, yeah, she's got one of those faces. And mm-hmm. she, the whole the whole movie, she's very mousy. She's very, like, she's but she's, like, giving, like, that fantasy of just, like, you know, I'm in I, like I'm I'm in love with you. I need you. I need your help. And she's always leaving details out about things and like sprinkling things out. And don't worry, she gets screamed at plenty. Um, <laughs> she gets screamed at plenty. And she looks like she's constantly on the edge of tears, which you would yes. be if you're if you you know no. really if you really think your child is missing, um, which we're supposed to believe that she does think. But I will say she's. Um, certainly isolated on this island for sure and doesn't know what's going on in the outside world but she has somehow found someone to do those lip fillers on her no matter what she's gotten she's gotten she's 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 making a trip to washington state on the low somehow she's getting off the island to get those done well, I mean, it's they possible are that, it's possible that her and burston are maybe going half on the on some on some botulism just like making sure that everything's tight and right. Maybe she's invite. Maybe Sister Summer's Isle, played by Ellen Burstyn, is inviting her over to the main house every now and then for some apples and a little assistance. Um, Yo, can we actually talk about that name, Sister Summer's Isle? Yeah, it's it's almost Summer's Eve. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Because I know from the first movie, because I was looking at the trivia page, like on IMDb that. I, I, I think the plot is slightly different. and they, Well, they say that the script, though, is like 90% the same. I did see that, but I also I thought like the main um, cult leader in the 1973 version was a man. Oh, so they switched it up, huh? So, so they it became... switched up, but like they called that person Summer Isle as opposed to Summer's Isle, which I was very confused about because it said they thought Summer Isle would confuse Americans, so they went with Summer's Isle. And I am so confused by that choice because I am it's way more of a fucking tongue twister to say Summer's Isle. I don't know why they thought that S was gonna like do some of the heavy lifting for them. It's like if they're gonna be confused, they're gonna they're gonna be they are more confused by different things in that name. There was a lot of other confusing <laughs> things going on that y'all should have been concerned about for the for the audience. Absolutely. I'm so confused. They really thought they had a a Shyamalan level twist in this movie. They were like, (laughs) they're going to be gagged. (laughs) And also, why is everyone going by sister? What is that? That's never explained either. Why are we all sisters? Yeah. It's also like, what difference does it make in an island when there's no other population? Like, (laughs) it's like, you don't need to differentiate yourselves. Like, exactly. Unnecessary. Just call her Ruby. Like, <laughs> we don't need the sister in the front. It, it doesn't make sense. And everybody's name is also a resource as well. Everybody's name is like, it's like Sister Beach, Sister, like Dr. Moss, Sister Honey, Sister Oh, Rose. they're all plants. That's what yeah. they are. They're all like, isn't there like a Sister Rose too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the, yeah, that's yeah. the school teacher. Yeah. So yeah, they don't know. I don't know where Sister Cypress was, but she's around here somewhere, probably with <laughs> Sister Birch. I don't know what's, what's going on. Sister Galavia. Um, they're all doing what they want, though. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot. And he's running around this Island. There's a scene where he like, first of all, okay. We find out really early in the movie that Nicolas Cage is allergic to bees. So then there's a scene <laughs> later on in the movie when he's like chasing Rowan and, oh, we also find out that probably all the times he thought he was seeing her or hearing her, he actually was. He actually is... was. So he like has these visions of her where he thinks he's seeing her and then he chases her and it, it turns out it's not her. And you're like, oh, he really must be losing it. But it's like. Yeah, they are just sending Ro- the child was... Rowan out in the middle of the night to taunt this man no, and Rowan get him was... to chase her, Rowan who is her father. Working she finds this out. week, baby. Yeah. Rowan was working. <laughs> I'm sure she was exhausted. They're she like, was earning climb... those honey apples. Climb up on top of that lighthouse really quick. You're just gonna scream you're just gonna scream Edward a couple times and then come down. And then like, you know, come over here, girl, hurry up. Scream it's your daddy. I mean, just a man. Remember Whatever, that... don't worry about it. Remember that time? where he like is at he's at willa's house like looking for evidence or whatever and then he sees the pilot plane come in and he's like oh i need to i want to go see if i can use the pilot's radio on the plane so he goes over to the plane and he sees that the pilot is not there so he's like okay i'm gonna wait on the dock and then he gets this thing where he thinks he sees rowan underneath the dock like drowning and so he jumps in the ocean to try to save her and then you realize it's um a dream and he wakes up on the dock waiting for the the pilot and it's so confusing to me because he wakes like, up on the dock waiting for the pilot and then it slowly pans out to reveal that he's holding the the dead body of rowan and but then, then he, he wakes, wakes up, up again. again. Yeah, so it's yeah. a dream within a dream to reality. So he's two dreams deep. So he's two dreams deep. It's two dreams deep. And it's very confusing to me because I'm like, the energy is so high right before he comes to the dock. He's searching for evidence, looking for Rowan all over the island, talking to people. How the hell did he fucking like pass that's, out on the dock? Like, was he also, drugged? That's like, more they, than that's more than sleepy also. Because if, right. you, if you were sleeping deep enough to, to dive into two layers of the subconscious <laughs> like that is more than a cat nap so it's like right. how, long was he out, how long was he out here he is having you're like, not a catch in 15 like no he's in that second room yeah. it is like what is going on there's a yeah it, it it's it's not adding up and like i'm sure they it's... were drugging him a shit ton in this movie also okay so he finds so he's chasing after rowan and he ends up in this like bee farm or whatever on the property and he's allergic to bees and so we see him get you know bitten by all these bees and then he wakes up and the doctor who we met earlier who's also like the the like the community photographer for some reason the yeah do- played by francis a conroy combo yeah it's the incomparable combo. well it is it's also like just do the doctoring like we'll find just let's do get, the like, doctoring and we'll get I'll... one of the grocers to like handle the pictures yeah like i don't need you i don't need you distracted in case some, somebody needs to come see you because you're out trying to take photos of these kids at school for picture day there's too much going on do your one job well how about that and so they like but then he wakes up and when he wakes up he's in a bed because last time we saw him he passed out from the bee stings he was like passed out on like on the ground outside and then he wakes up in a bed and it seems like they did something to him because they like francis conroy is like is is like sort of seated at the edge of the bed when he comes to and then he's like, oh, did you did you use my EpiPen? Like, is that what saved me? And she goes, no, we have old-fashioned ways. And it's like, what does that mean? I wrote down the quote because I was so confused by it. She goes, 
I treated the danger in the old way. And I wrote down, I would need an itemized list of what that meant, what you just what? did to my body. What did you do? <laughs> but this is a perfect example of like something that they present and we never find out what it is. Because it's like, what are we going to find out? Did they anally probe him? Like, <laughs> What happens? Like, this man was close to death. He's a deathly allergic to bees. How did you save did him you, if you didn't use his EpiPen? How able to save him without <laughs> the use of modern medicine in the form of mm-hmm. an EpiPen? And why go through all of that when you could have just used the EpiPen to begin <laughs> right. with? Right! And, like, saved yourself. What's this old What's this old way that you were so hell-bent on, it, on you know, employing to get him? It's just like... Two. What are the other ways? What are the ancient ways of treating bee stings? Let me find out. I'm going to look <laughs> exactly. it up. Gonna, it's just going to say like butt It's stuff. like we, we like forced horse dung down your throat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you had, yeah, she's like, you had fun with the Clydesdale. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we made you a, 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 a horse dung smoothie, which you took down very easily. Right? <laughs> We're like, no, because it's like, it's an, it's like an allergy love- that can literally kill you. So it's like. I- I but what? I love how you and I always go immediately to butt or shit stuff. You do, <laughs> like, you do, you and it's do. sad. I was gonna talk about it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to no, single you. Out. Honestly, this is actually supposed to be a highbrow podcast, and I, I really want to create some sort of boundaries for. I would us. love to see um, it. I would love to see it too, and I'd love to see you follow them because we are trying to attract attract like a certain kind of audience, you know. I would love to see it too because I don't see I see apple cider vinegar is apparently but like nah what you like how does that work (laughs) if that was the case people wouldn't be spending thousands of dollars on really unattainable EpiPens because of our fucked up pharmaceutical industry as you know as you know my Google was down and it just came back (laughs) so that's all Google said she said apple cider she said ACV um yeah, it's like people okay, love using for, apple David, cider vinegar for everything. I love Dave in our little chat goes, it works. It doesn't help if you're allergic, but it does soothe the sting. I'm not talking about soothing the sting, David. I'm talking about l- saving a life. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, if, cause you're, if you're allergic to, like, a bee, to, like, a bee sting... Then, like, how were you, like, how, what were the other ways, non-medical? Right. Because, I mean, I'm not allergic to bee stings, but I remember when I got stung by a bee as a kid. Like, I remember my dad, like, made some sort of, like, paste with, like, baking powder, baking soda It's baking soda. soda. Or something. Baking soda yeah. mixed with water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, but, yeah. again, the, aller- like, the when it's, when it is going to kill you, what do you do? I don't think there is, I don't think yeah, it's Yeah, there's real. not really anything. And I, I think back in the day, it was probably just a prayer. Cause, yeah, <laughs> but it but it seemed like Conroy had something up her sleeve. Whatever she did, she was Whatever trying to justify she did. it. By... She had that American Horror Story magic that we don't know. She about. said that old. We took care of it that old way, kid. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's just like what's going on. He was just like he realizes that she. Never mind. I'm starting to stop. It's so <laughs> what I were just, you going to say? I was gonna say he he it? just looks down and realizes that she's wearing a strap on. <laughs> And he's like, wow, I am in pain. <laughs> or or there's a pep in his step. Oh, like, either one. Well, I, I hope she was gentle. You know, We treated it the old way. <laughs> it's just like, and he accepts it. Why is anal sex the old way? <laughs> it's been around for years. Also, why, why did, I don't know why he accepts it as a detective. Like, you would have, would have, have so any many more questions, questions for her. Mm-mm. It's just like, what do you mean? Well, and then he says something that I think is so funny because she's like, 
<clears throat> we treated the old way, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And then he goes, I'm here to see Sister Summer's Isle. And it's like, no, you're not. You didn't even bring yourself. You were brought how do you, here. Yo, how do you, how do you, yo, why not just wear <laughs> Sister Summer's Isle? Or does Sister right, Summer's Isle Why is here? I'm here to see her? Because it's like, it acts like it, 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 in, it, it, it implies that you were here you of your own on your own volition, yeah, and yeah. that did not happen. You were dragged here, but now you're taking advantage of the opportunity to chat to Ellen Burstyn, which you're I would too. Killing a couple birds, absolutely, <laughs> and you got that whatever that you got to shake off whatever that old way is too. So you might as well while you're here. Also, there's so many things too. There's also the women at the beginning of the movie that we mentioned mm-hmm. when he first gets to the island that are carrying around this blood bag. And it t- that it takes like four of them to carry also it's like is this just a canvas sack full of juicy it's so juicy this bag it's like well, i at first i thought it was gonna be like a pig that they were killing or something like that for like bacon or something like that because the bag is like squirming he, he says your bag is dripping i think yeah he, he does he, he he lets them know yeah it is literally the category is gush and you're, <laughs> and you're winning it's going all over the ground um yeah so all of this is going i wonder if they got lily because they told lily that she was gonna be playing willow and then she got to set and she was like or she just wanted to be well y'all didn't try and play me (laughs) i bet she was like i'm gonna be in a movie with ellen burston and little did she know and nicholas cajun's time you know he was an oscar winner never never shall the two never shall the two meet (laughs) nary shall the two meet but the thing is is that they were in the ritual scene together so but so was everybody (laughs) so you know we mean we mean a gritty (laughs) a gritty two-hander scene that passes the bechdel test that's what we mean and that's what she thought she was getting and And she she was was like (laughs) <laughs> or there was a whole su- there you know also so much gets lost on the cutting room floor she may have had a whole plot line that they that they cut out of well, this movie well apparently this was going to be a rated r movie and then they cut a lot of the scenes because they wanted to attract a younger audience so they Stupid. did cut a lot and i think they cut i think they cut a maybe a little too much i, I look i didn't see what got cut but i will tell you that i'm left wanting more <laughs> just yeah. more explanation more reasons for any of this why why does this community exist? What do you stand for? What it do you doesn't do? make sense. And like no. we get this one scene where Ellen Burson's walking around in a Muslim gown, talking about <laughs> how like the community was founded because like women had been sort of like pushed to the side in some ways by like society. Isn't that was that like a huge part of it? Like yeah, she so she yeah, so she actually like mentioned that I guess the Salem they, witch trials, Jane's yes. Jane's neck of the woods. They are descendants of the witches that they couldn't burn or whatever. What's that saying that like white feminists always say when like <laughs> you you would know you're a, you're a white feminist from Boston. <laughs> I sure right? am. I am. Yeah, but um, I guess she says like they you know we we settled around Salem, but you know how that ended or whatever, and so we decided to come out west. And she's like, we love our men. We're just not subservient to them. And, like, we love to hear it. You know what I mean? That's a society that I could get behind. But it does seem like there's some other bells and whistles that are sort of buried underneath that we don't really know what's going on. Did you did you also clock that when he's, like, there's a scene where he's running through this house looking for Summer's Isle. And then there's this man in one of the beds. 
who just looks like he's been ravaged by something. It's like an older uh, man. He's covered in bee stings. He's covered in bee stings. They're all but it over also looks like he's post-coitus. Yes. It's very no, confusing. It, <laughs> he's, in, he's in like one of these rooms and he is like covered up by a sheet, but he's sitting upright and he has no and point of view. Shirtless. Yeah. Shirtless. And so you can see all the bee stings all over his body and his eyes are swollen shut. And he's just like seated in the bed and Nicolas Cage opens the door and then he sees him and he's rightfully horrified and <laughs> but he's, he's also the funny thing too is he's running through this enormous house screaming summer's isle summer's isle summer's isle over and over and over again and it is just a weird name to scream because <laughs> it's, it's not a name it's just words it's not a name it's 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 it, it, i thought they were it's to say, literally like, like, like island of summer this is summer's island she owns it like, no, it's it's almost like it's like if he was if her name was just Sister Lake Michigan, and they were just right. running around just screaming Lake Michigan over and over again. They'd be like, enough, right? Like, stop! It was just so weird. But then he has he opens the door trying to find her. He finds this weird like you know um, swollen man who is obviously post coitus covered in. I do bee not stings. like swollen man. I can tell you. Well, that. I didn't like it either. I'll tell you that. <laughs> And then he opens another door and it's just a woman sitting in an oh, empty right. room covered on a chair. I think she's nude, but she's covered. We can't in tell because you can't see and you cannot see her torso because her entire torso and her neck are just covered in bees. And she has this like Mona Lisa smile on her face. And, it's like, <laughs> and she's just looking at it. It's like, what are you doing, girl? What's the it's, purpose? It's, What's the activity? Like, they got you. Somebody sold you a false <laughs> bill of goods because... <laughs> Everybody else is just living their lives. And Talk about getting got when, like, literally, system, like, Ellen Burson is just... up, <laughs> Ellen Burson's upstairs with with her hair being brushed by like a harem, and like yeah. in a full on living her seventy two virgins and white covered dresses in, covered in like satin and silk, and you're down here getting run through by a group <laughs> by of worker bees. bees. Worker bees at that. What is going on? You let them play you, and you got that smile on your face like you're the winner, girl. Like I am so confused. Like, why are you showing me this? And what's the activity? And what is it? And why does she exist? And why are you so? Why why? are you so self satisfied with your predicament? (laughs) It is just like get that stupid smile off your face. You are not the winner. Nobody wanted this job. You are not the fucking winner of this. She's story. just like this, she's got this knowing look on her face, looking like a dummy. And all this is going on. Also, you said Summer's Isle, and it got me thinking. Jane, do you ever say, you know when you say a word so many times it loses its meaning? Yes, like Nicolas Cage saying Summer's Isle in this movie. But yes, that happened to me one time with the word ask, and it was a scary experience. <laughs> what? That sounds harrowing. Please recount it for me. It was, I just said the word ask. And I said it, I kept saying it over and over again. So I was like, that can't be the word. I sound <laughs> crazy right now. And I kept saying ask, ask, ask. And I was like, this is insane. This can't be the word. It can't be it. And then I turned to a person and I said, ask, ask. Is that how you say it? And they were like, what? And I was like, like ASK? And they were like, yeah, that's how you say it. And I was like, oh my God. My mind I- was blown. Oh, How many like, edibles had you taken? Uh, none, <laughs> none. When you're riding on the waves, on the waves, <coughs> I'm on. You know, you don't need any of that that man-made stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had just sat in a chair, and hear me out. There was a group of bees <laughs> that were nearby, and they were really horny. And uh, I got a little smirk on my face, and we did what we did. You did um, what you did. 
but and I just scream Summer's Isle the whole time. Just I, <laughs> I, I actually just alternate between Summer's Isle and just ask over and over again. Um, well, it sounds like a modern day romance to me. I had fun. I had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's running around this house. He's fr- also the day that he gets stung by all those bees and then gets got by whatever Francis Conroy does to him the old way. Um, <laughs> then later on, that whole day is just a wild day. Then he ends up. Then he ends up finding like this underground, like almost like a lair, and there's oh, yeah. a grit. There's like a grate in it, and he lifts the grate. He 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 like swims under. And when he gets under the grate, he's looking around. He finds the sweater of the little girl. He's That's what happens. He finds the sweater of the little girl. So he lifts the grate. He grabs mm-hmm. the sweater. And then he dives in to see if she's in there. Well, here's, here's one thing about this movie, too, that kept bothering me. Mm-hmm. All of these places that he thought he was, like, seeing her in were all places where her death was a foregone conclusion. So I <laughs> felt like we can, to me, I felt like we can move slower to put the pieces together. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing. If you find her sweater in a grate, in an underground grate, mm-hmm. then she's gone. So, like, it's a recovery. It's a recovery, like, effort at this point. So I we're feel right. like, let me stop. Let's get our bearings. I'm mm-hmm. going to go give this sweater to her mom. And then see if we can initiate like a recovery procedure. Even on the dock, when he had that dream and he looked down and he saw her through the dock, and it was like her. It's like what you see is her body. You see what right. remains of her. And so right. for me, I'm like, why are you jumping in this water too sweet? It doesn't make sense to me because she's there. She's not going anywhere. Let's go. For me, I'm gonna wave down some. I'm gonna wave down some of the local, some of the local men, the the brute force. I'm gonna get some of the some of the people that are chopping wood and trees in, in the in the wood and be like, hey y'all, come here, y'all down there, get her out. Because we already know. I'm gonna go tell her mom. But like, y'all get her out. There's no point. There's no point in anybody in him. He, everything he does, he does it with such urgency. Yeah, but and it's, it's his, always a, yeah because he's losing his mind. He's being gaslit by these I get women. It, he I just is thought he so taking a moment so impulsive. Break. It's, it's he too also much. finds out that it's his daughter. So this I is get like it. him meeting his daughter and seeing her dead body for the first time. He take that in. Fuck out. Take that take in. in. Take in he, that sight. Yeah. He, before. He's sort of, yeah and i think his character is really just a doer as opposed to a thinker yeah (laughs) because that's because he just starts punching bitches (laughs) anybody who anybody who i saw that if it's a person even i love very deeply if i was searching for them and i saw like their their body Mm -hmm. in like the water and then i yelled Mm -hmm. their name and i didn't get an affirmative Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pause (laughs) and i'm gonna be like let's get some let's get a crew in here people are trained in this because I don't want to disrupt evidence or anything. <laughs> well, I, actually, that is a good point because I do. I would think like this is my friend who has been killed potentially. I do not want to disrupt evidence. I want to make sure that like the crime scene like exists as it should. Like I that would go through my mind because I watch a lot of true crime and I wouldn't want to fuck with it. What would you do if you walked in? I had been like attacked. I wasn't dead, but I was like in a really, really bad shape. Would you oh. like step in oh. to like, or would you be like, we got to preserve this crime scene? No, like, of course not. If you, I know you're not dead. I'm going to try to give you CPR. Even if it's just call like, 911. Faint, like faint I'm gonna, words that would, you I'm still gonna, would step in. 
try to see if I can hold a wound? Of course not. Because you know I mean, what would be horrifying is if you were like, <laughs> no, I don't want to mess with anything. And it's like, why? I'll be able to tell my story, right? It's like, well, that's a thing. And Hopefully like, we, we can get you revived so you can tell your story yeah. and the crime we'd scene hope isn't for as that. necessary. <laughs> we, we'd hope for a world where you were alive when the cops got here to tell your tale. But in the event that you um, transition in some way, I want... I want everything to be pristine for you, baby. And it's like no, I'm literally laying there I, looking no, at you. And I'm like, that, that is not what I said. That is not what I said. I, I said if I knew you were dead. Okay. If I, I, just if to I make saw sure. your bloated, graying body <laughs> underneath the water. Is it funny? <laughs> I have no fucking monster. Idea. I just can't imagine something more ran, horrifying than your ran, friend being like, I don't want to touch at anything me. just in case. <laughs> just in case <laughs> just in case what it's like say save it. me say it you coward look at my like like dying body and tell me that you're that story you're that you hold on to for like years and you one day tell your like your lover in like a moment when you're just drunk on strawberry wine oh my and you're god just like, this is something i never told anybody i walked in <laughs> my friend uh was not not what we would call deceased and conscious. Uh, my instant thought was like, let's preserve, let's keep it all on ice. Uh, my friend said, what are you doing? Come closer to me. I said, uh, I just wanna, I wanna keep everything preserved in, you know. That's the, willfully uh, watching, watching your friend die. And it's somewhat like, I would be I, I, like, if I was in court, I would make a case for them to like get in trouble for that. It's like I was so fucking close, though. I was as close as you could possibly fucking be without being like in it, you know? Like I was right there. I played their favorite song from my Spotify. Like I created an ambiance, and I lit, I lit an incense, their favorite incense, which later I was told by the police was actually a mistake. But I did everything I could to sort of create like a vibe. It's like a vibe of death. Um, if, if he wanted to pass, he wanted to pass. I have no control over that. I wouldn't go. Yeah. Oh, you're that friend who's like, stop fighting. It's just like, well, hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't want to yet. It's, it's your like time. You, it's like you've done enough. You've done enough for this community. You have I'm lived so, a life worthy of I'm, celebration. It's I'm like so I would like to continue. You are what you've done. Can I continue the celebration? Can I continue living it? This is just a chapter. It's like uh, it, it, it may be the end. Some books are shorter than others. It's just like I'm I'm not ready. Um, but yeah, so all this is going on, and he's running amok around this island. And I think this is sort of like when things start to really like Unravel. be ratcheted up. Um, I don't remember what the first moment was where I was like, oh, he's gone. Because up to this point, there's a lot of screaming. There is a lot of screaming, so that's that's a that is sort of like a constant throughout the movie. But violence comes into play. Mm -hmm. um, the moment that I knew, I said to Dave, I swear to God. So we meet the character I mentioned her earlier, the character of Miss Beach, who's got the two long blonde braids. Mm -hmm. She works at the local like bar or whatever. It's not really a bar. It's just like a it's like a like a, a hipster meeting coffee house. shop meeting yeah. house. Mm -hmm. and so and she's there, and she is at the um at the. She's at the bar talking to Sister Oak, who is the woman who was that first woman that he met when he got to town, who was hanging out with her friends at that blood bag. And <laughs> Sister Oak is talking to Sister Beach, and they're having a conversation, and he comes down the stairs. He's walking slowly down the stairs. It's a calm saunter. Up. It's a really calm saunter. And I said to Dave, he's going to punch her in the face. I don't know how I knew it, but <laughs> oh, I could see, I swear God. to God, I've never seen this movie before. I could see in Nicolas Cage's eyes. 
that he was going to physically and i knew it was punch it was like and in my mind was like he's not gonna choke her mm. he's gonna, it's gonna be a sucker punch and it was <laughs> he came down the stairs sister oak dipped out really fast <laughs> and it was just him and sister beach and they were standing toe to toe because they're like the same height <laughs> and he swung he, he on swung her on her and then <laughs> and then our girl lily sobieski came up around the back and she said, oh, yeah. let me go ahead and she said, let me go ahead and exit this glass house really quick to show you about these <laughs> these hands. And she she and, throws- she and she she took all that combat training that she learned and put it to good use for this scene. And did he kick her? Did he kick he kicked her in the stomach, didn't he? He, he kicked he, her, he punched he, her. He, it he was punched it was he, a, it was a brawl. He kicked her in the stomach and then she slammed into the wall of like weird pictures they have up on the wall, <laughs> the black and white photos. Yeah. And she sinks to the ground. And then he takes off and he finds this bear costume because this is no, the bear costume is what sister beach was going to wear. And this is what I yeah. realized D- Diane Delano is like, she's a substantial woman. Like she is mm-hmm. like, she is tall and she has like a very like strong stature. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they wanted a character in this part. Also, she's a great actress, but they wanted a character yes. in this part who Nicholas Cage would be able to take their disguise and wear it and like not stick out. So they, a person who's around Nicolas Cage's height, they, they, so that, so she is, so they took, so he, he got her bear costume that she's been talking about wearing this whole scene and he puts on her bear costume and then he sort of just assimilates into like the weird, like sad ass parade they're having where they're all just like walking toward this, like, I mean, this totem, like. Yeah, it's a promenade towards the ritual where they are, they are looking to have a sacrifice and he looks ridiculous <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing a whole ass bear a whole ass bear costume looking through this screen <laughs> that sort of covers his face it's, yeah <laughs> and he, he rolls up his... on willow yes and he's like what are you doing here and she's like i had to come like you know like Whatever. i have to yeah exactly and and they roll up they promenade up to this festival and they see rowan tied to something like the little girl they've been looking for the whole movie they now see her she is now she's tied up it looks like she's going to be sacrificed and nicholas cage (laughs) is like hold on hold on hold on watch this and he slips out of the crowd and he runs up which is quite wait insert that usher meme please he runs up he runs up on the woman who's standing there's only one woman standing next to rowan and they are like a little bit a distance away from the crowd of people so he Mm -hmm. rolls up on the side and he rolls up on this woman and before she can say anything he straight up punches her in the face and knocks her out that is the third woman he punches and then he grabs a little girl and they take off into the in the woods and i also here's something to note though like Mm -hmm. did sister beach and like and like Sister Honey, Lily Sobieski, did they know? Like, was like Summer's Isle? Was she like, okay, y'all are gonna have to take some licks, like, for this to work? Like, I don't he's know. Probably if gonna she... knock the shit out of you. I'm not gonna lie I to you. I think they were all prepared to do what they could in order to ensure that this sacrifice was made, so that they could have an incredible honey harvest in the next uh, season. Apparently, because they mm-hmm. got they got hit. They got both of them <laughs> took hits, and then this woman up here, well, who just probably thought she was just going to be standing next to Rowan, they're probably like, they were like, "Go up there, baby girl. You're just going to stand next to her, so we can create the illusion that there's maybe a sacrifice. You'll be in and out." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "It's okay, a quick." Cool. She's like, "You're not a huge part of the plot. It's just a quick thing." You're just, and it's she a, gets it's a fucking quick, 
decked. Moment. And she gets knocked the fuck out. And, and the thing that I love about this shot is that, like, they it's like a shot from, like, above. It's almost like a drone shot. So you're kind of far away, but you see, like, this fucking bear running towards this baby, punching a woman, grabs the baby, and then runs across this, like, big log into the woods. And it's just, like, a fucking hilarious visual it is a wild scene and then like she essentially like she goes into the woods with him and she's directing him on where to go because obviously like he's taking her cues because she lives in this community she knows and she ends up leading she takes him in a fucking circle and he ends up back where they were at the beginning pretty much and everybody's waiting for him and then he's sort of like circled by all these people and he's got his gun on him that he keeps threatening to shoot everybody with to keep them at bay and then you, it's revealed that the gun has no bullets in him because Willow opens her palm. She's standing next to Sister Summer's Island. She opens her palm and drops all the bullets on the ground. So it's, it's so also it's so they reveal the whole plot that this has all been in motion since Willow met him seven years ago off the island. Like he was selected, which I think is interesting because it's like if that is true, then did they anticipate that they were going to have like a bad harvest, or was it just like oh? just in case i'll just make put a, just baby. a stoke in the fire and we'll yeah we'll, we got it if we need it we got it if we need it exactly but you and also got to be anticipating it, he's the kind of person that's gonna like a respond to that letter at all and you know that's the thing it's like this whole plot is hinged on like a lot of different things that could go south but it doesn't like it all works out in their favor and it's also revealed the sister summer's isle is willow's mother which is, I guess, important somehow. And also, I think what's interesting, though, to think about was, like, is it very possible? We've seen, like, this school where we've got, you know, so many little girls. Is there mm-hmm. is there a simp that got played out there in the world for every one of these little girls? And, like, are there, like, so do they just, like, mm-hmm. send out, you know, do they send out a bunch of these letters and whatever dummy responds first is the one that they're, like, okay, this is where we're going to, this is who we're going to focus on. You know what I mean? Because yeah, in that's theory, a good point. there could be a bunch of men out there that various women have gone out into, like, you know, the sort of mainland and found and, like, courted, gotten pregnant, come back. And now there are these potential connections that they can sort of initiate if they need to, whenever they need to. So that's possible as well. Uh, I do still wonder if maybe like an agriculture course or somebody just coming in and like right. launching Teaching some about sort of like how to live off the land could have yeah. potentially been useful to them just so they don't mm-hmm. have to sort of put this entire thing. This is this is a week of everybody's lives. Like, everybody well, honey, this everything. is longer than a week because this this is all put. There's so many moving parts to this plan that could go. But awry if they do this a lot, though, years. but if they do this a lot, then it's also possible that everybody knows their role, and it's not like they have to worry about re- so. you know repeating a script because mm-hmm. they're gonna come back. Nobody's no repeats, so everybody gets <laughs> it one time. So the only really thing that changes is the little girl and potentially the mother. Yeah. But, it is pretty wild, but they end up like. But tie- don't they have? Doesn't it have to be a descendant of? Yeah, Sister but- Summer's Isle. Oh, so I don't. Does it have it- only been Willow? I mean, that's that's us believing that Sister Summer's Isle doesn't have like twenty dollars. Oh yeah, I guess she could have a d- bunch. They of could kids, all yeah. be. They could all be kids, mm-hmm. or they could, you know, her sister's kids and whatever. It seems like everybody here is related a little bit. Yeah, so I'm sure everyone's a sister, right? Everybody's James a sister. Charles. Well, you know that game. <laughs> um so uh, so they tie so they tie up 
his feet basically and they basically they pull him up into like the head of this like massive like i'm assuming wicker wicker, man. wicker man and yeah. he's inside of it and it's like he's like 30 40 feet off the ground in yeah. like literally resting in the head and then they give rowan the little girl basically like a torch like to go up to the wicker man in drop to light the whole thing aflame and uh and when we tell you rowan has zero hesitation lighting her daddy no. on fire we would have liked to see a moment where she thought twice about it but she's doing it she's instructed nah, she, she runs up she throws that stick in there and she says let's get the fuck going let's get dada out of here um and uh yeah the whole thing burns and he burns to death and um we get a a quick little epilogue where we see um We've got six James months Franco. later. Six months mm-hmm. later, we've got James Franco and we got Jason Ritter mm-hmm. um, hanging out at a local like concert venue, and then they run into these two smoking hot babes, and it is Lily Sobieski and Kate Behan who played Willow, mm-hmm. and um, they're just you know they're nabbing a couple of new dudes and doing what <clears> they need to some, do. Some new meat for, for the, the harvest. And Sister Summer thought was just pimping everybody out. She's like, <laughs> get back to the mainland, girl. Um, and that's how the movie ends. <clears throat> and we yeah. were set up for that sequel that we didn't get. We and we sh- surely were, and I think they they were in talks about it. But then once they Ooh, those numbers, it didn't quite make sense. Huh? Yeah, those numbers didn't. The the math wasn't where they needed it to be in order to in order to no matter how like no matter the how they crunched one. it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that is Le Wicked Man. Le Wicked Man. That is. Don't you have a couple questions for me? Can you not? Oh, hear me? I asked. Oh, I have the questions for you. Why did I think you had a question for me? <laughs> I was like, like, why is she asking me the questions, Jane? This is, this is like our eighty-something episode, baby. It's boy. partly. It's partly because I also hadn't seen the movie before, so I just got. Oh yeah, yeah, um, that does kind of throw you off. Um, <laughs> which I guess I should answer the question too. Then, okay. Okay, that's so a Jane, good idea. So, Jane, I have a question for you. Would yeah. you watch this movie again? Okay, and then count of three, we'll both answer. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Yes, yes, with a group of people. Yeah, yeah, it's a group of people. To make fun I of think. it with. Yeah, yeah. it'd be a lot of mm-hmm. fun. And then yeah. my second question, which only you can answer. Mm-hmm. Do you have a movie that you would like me to watch for us to discuss next week on this podcast? I do. And this is actually sort of a recent reveal that you have not seen this movie. And I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I'm excited to cover it. Okay. You look so nervous. I Trust am. me. It's going to be <laughs> a great time. You sound we... like uh, Frances Conroy in this movie. <laughs> right before she, in, right before she, before she uses her old methods. <laughs> Well, this is a bit of an old method that I'm going to use on you. Um, You and I are going to watch 1983's Risky Business. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that movie before. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I know that's a classic, and I honestly don't know why I haven't seen it before. But Mm -hmm. I I know I haven't seen that one. And I also haven't seen um, the one I always confuse this one with. Cocktail. Yep. Yep, that one. Tara and I had a discussion tonight about how you hadn't seen either, and I was we were choosing which ones we were going to do. Okay, and so okay. we went with Risky Business. I haven't seen Cocktail either, but I have seen Risky Business, so I'm excited to do it. Oh, fun. Okay. So, yeah, Risky Business. That's a classic. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thank you guys for listening us to... Listen, 
take your time one more time (laughs) you're almost there y'all we appreciate you thank you for listening to us talk about the wicker man thank you brandon for having this eye-opening discussion about this incredible film um we love you um and we would love to keep in touch with you throughout the week if you wanted to you know we're available um on social media platforms such as instagram and facebook at movies we missed and we'd love to have a little chat with you there so um you know keep up with us uh in the same with the same fervor that you keep up with the kardashians we'd love that same energy that's what got canceled Um, so we want more than that whatever it's on hulu it just has a different name um (laughs) i don't know why i got so mad about that (laughs) because you're a kardashian stan (laughs) i'm actually fully not but anyways we love you guys we appreciate you we will see you next week with 1983's risky business thank you again bye Not till I'm done.